Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Call 870-26300. And brought to you by Kitchens Truck Sales. For all types of used trucks and trailers for almost all industries, especially farming and farming related. KitchensTruckSales.com. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. Let's bring him in. Coach Cock, how are you? Now we'll try it again. You there, coach? Yeah, can you hear me? Gotcha. I got you. Good, good, good. Man, it's a great time of the year. We got championship games this weekend. We got high school football state titles. We got a lot to get to. Uh, let's, let's knock the negative out. Now, get it done. What did you see with uh, Missouri and Arkansas? Well, I saw a, uh, you know, we had talked uh, last week about I thought the keys to the game would be the offensive and defensive line, and Missouri Hmm. does have some history of really talented defensive players, and I thought that, uh, I thought Missouri won the football game in the trenches. Uh, They were more physical football team. Coach Pittman obviously uh, saw the same thing. He he spoke to that uh, after the game. Uh, They just got physically whipped. Um, You know, I thought they they really struggled um, with the dual-threat quarterback ability of the Cook kid. Uh, You know, well over 100 yards rushing, a couple hundred yards passing. You know, um, just Arkansas's inability to establish the run game put everything on the shoulders of K.J. Jefferson. And, you know, he has certainly improved, uh, but that's not their identity. Uh, they're, they're a run to set up the pass, play-action game, and, um, you know, he was under duress quite a bit. And uh, although he played pretty well, uh, just the inability to run the football uh, played right into Missouri's hands. And uh, very athletic football team over there, very good defense. And, you know, it looked a little bit like an uninspired team, too. Like, okay, whew, we hit our goal, six mm-hmm. wins, we're in a bowl. They looked a little bit uninspired. And, you know, speaking to the uh, the rivalry, quote-unquote, it seems to be a little bit more of a rivalry for Missouri than it does for Arkansas. They, they, they play with an edge in this game, and you just don't see that year in and year out uh, with, with Arkansas. And I think that was obvious uh, on Saturday. Coach, you mentioned uh, the running quarterback, and Arkansas made the adjustment at halftime and had Drew Sanders start kind of shadowing him. He was the spy, and and it worked in the second half. I mean, and uh, Sanders had a good sack one time. It was almost like I saw the LSU game plan when uh, they had their stud linebacker uh, just spying on Malik Hornsby. And and it was great that it worked in the second half. Our question, and Acre and I talked about this yesterday, can't can't you do that in the you know second quarter early on and, and over on the sideline and say hey we're going to make this adjustment is is it too hard can you not do that do you have to have have that happen at halftime? No, no, not not at all. Um, you, you can make those type of adjustments uh, in between series. Typically, uh, obviously, halftime gives you a little bit more to solidify the plan. 
Um, and, and you're right, that, that adjustment did work. Um, the, the problem with that is you take a guy pretty much out of coverage and mm-hmm. you take a guy uh, that can rush the passer uh, you know, off, off his pass rushing assignment. So uh, you almost waste a guy uh, to do that. Uh, but it was necessary that they you know, make that adjust. But they could have made it quicker. There, there's no question. And that's not to second-guess Coach Odom, but I think when they went in and they looked at the body of work that Cook had put up in the first half, uh, that's when they decided to, to go. And, and it was effective. Uh, but, again, you're taking a guy out of, out, out of, out of pass rush and, and you're taking him out of coverage. So you do give something up there. And, you know, when it, when it got right down to it and they had to have a play, they were in that spy defense, I believe, and, uh, uh, you know, they were able to hit the end cut to love it across the middle that pretty much sealed the game. Coach, you mentioned the the battle of the trenches, and the disappointing thing for me is this offensive line. It's experienced. It's a lot of older guys, and and with Coach Pittman, you know, he he wants that offensive line to dominate. Do you see what's the issue there? Was it is it something with uh, technical, or are they not sound, uh, or is it effort? What what do you see there? Honestly, I think they're beat up, Wes. Um, I mean. Pretty much those five or six guys played the whole year, the majority of the games. There were a couple of games where he was able late in the game to get some substitutes in, but I just think those guys are beat up. I mean, when you roll through the SEC West, their non-conference schedule early in the year, which, you know, Cincinnati and, of course, BYU, um, I just think those guys got beat up. And uh, and the same thing had happened to Jefferson. Uh, You know, he had to sit out a couple of games. He He just got beat up, whether it be concussion, shoulder, you know, and it took him two games to recover for him to get back to a freshness that we have seen the last couple of weeks out of him. But those guys couldn't take a week off, and when they did, they got exposed. Uh, Wagner was out a couple of series and uh, part of the game last week, and um, I just think they got beat up. I think the the, the wear and tear of the season uh, got to those guys, and uh, I, I don't think it's schematically, you know, zone blocking, zone blocking, uh, gap blocking, gap blocking. I mean, I just think that they were probably a half step slower and, uh, you know, maybe not quite as aggressive. Uh, and that's just a speculation. But from my perspective, I think after, I call it the Alabama effect. And after you play Alabama those next couple of three weeks, you're feeling it, you know, just because Alabama's such a physical football team. Mississippi State's very physical. LSU's very physical. I just think the wear and tear of the season caught up to them. I think the bowl game is very important for this team. A uh, huge difference between six and seven, seven and six, uh, and then just the you know the, the the mood, the atmosphere that in the off season after a victory. What's the best case scenario for this team? What 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 kind of team do you hope that they play in a bowl game? Somebody that's not very good against the run, so they can get the run game going. Mm. Uh, it was. Uh, you know, disappointing, I know, for, for everybody associated, the outcome of the Missouri game. They were disappointed that Rocket couldn't get the rushing title. Uh, but he had no chance. I mean, I think he finished, the, you know, 40, 50 yards maybe on the day, and he needed 90 or 95. Uh, but they need to get back to their identity. I think the time off, however long that may be, it may be two weeks, it may be three weeks, depending which bowl game it is. Um, but I think the time off will do the offensive line well. But they've got to get back to their identity and that's running the football. I think their passing game improved uh, at times throughout the year, and that's a credit to the skill kids. But the identity right now of this football team, and I think what Coach Pittman 
wants to be is a physical running downhill football team. And you just didn't see that the last couple of weeks. And so the time off will help those Mm -hmm. guys heal up, re-energize, and try to finish on a high note going into recruiting, the transfer portal, and all the things that go with that, you know, during the postseason. Glad you brought up the the portal and a couple more guys entered the portal yesterday. Malik Hornsby, we found out. Jaden Hazelwood's going uh, to enter his name in the NFL draft. Uh, uh, is the portal now just a way of life? Is it uh, is it disruptive in the locker room, or is it now one of those things? Players just it's a, kind of it's an accepted thing. They know they're people are going to be coming and going. Yeah, I think the the pace is out of the tube on that, and I think the coaches that embrace it and um, can navigate the portal uh, effectively can change the makeup of their team. We saw that with Ole Miss this year. We saw that with LSU. I mean, LSU played their bowl game with a receiver playing quarterback and 38 or 39 scholarship kids when that game was over. And um, obviously they, you know, disappointing loss this week, but they won nine football games and won the SEC West. So, uh, the coaches that embrace it, it's a way of life, but you have to embrace it. You have to be careful. Uh, but the, those coaches that can navigate the portal and continue to recruit high-level you know, freshmen out of high school and develop those guys, uh, those are the guys that can turn their football team around from a six-win team to a you know, nine-win team uh, the next year. Yeah. Well, imagine Arkansas without Hazelwood, Landers, Landers, uh, um, Nudie, McLaughlin, you know, they hit the portal too. And I know it's a disappointing year with six wins, but just imagine if they hadn't hit the portal and hit on those guys. Yeah. And uh, a couple of those guys like Sanders are going to make a lot of money. Um, so that change of, of scenery was, was very good for a guy like Drew mm-hmm. Sanders. And, you know, we don't know what the, the future holds for Hazelwood and some of those other seniors that are leaving, but uh, uh, certainly a Drew Sanders uh, helped Arkansas. Um, and uh, helped himself uh, with the move. And so uh, you, you got to be careful, though. I mean, to me, it's got to be some history of either recruiting the athlete, knowing the high school coach, some type of uh, uh, FBI information that you can ascertain, you know, kind of uh, uh, before you, you know, start making commitments to some of these kids. Because last I look, there are thousands of kids in the portal, West, And, uh Again, that's part of the navigating process is that you've got to you've got to find those guys that fit your scheme, have some history or tie to the athlete so that the information you're getting is valid, and then uh, plug them in. And, man, look, it's a, uh, a plug-and-play time now. And so uh, you can't be missing on those guys, that's for sure. Let's move to Arkansas State. They played with Troy for a while. I mean, third quarter, they're in that ball game, and – then uh, a pick six kind of ended it. You just saw uh, the, uh, the the wind go out of their sails, and then Troy just uh, started running the ball and just pulled away and won easily. But is there something they can take away from this game against Troy, who's going to be favored to win the uh, Sun Belt Conference tournament or the title? Yeah, you know, twenty to nineteen going into the fourth quarter, uh, and you mentioned it. The pick six really just let the air out of that football team, and then kind of the uh, the dam broke. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, you're three and eight. That's back to back, pretty subpar seasons. Uh, I think they've got a lot of soul searching to do. I think Coach Jones has got to, he's got to really get in and dig deep and evaluate his players, evaluate schematics, uh, evaluate coaches, um, 
you know, just everything. And, and I had seasons, uh, not, not too many, fortunately, but I had seasons, even, even the seasons where you exceed expectations. Uh, as a head football coach and a manager of any business or organization, you have to take that time to reflect on what you're doing, what you're doing well, what you can do better, evaluate everybody in the organization, starting with yourself, what you could do better, and then make the appropriate changes that you need to make. Because, you know, it's been a long time, it seems, since those eight straight years of going to bowl games. And, um, you know, the crowds, are, the support has waned a little bit, uh, substantially, I think. Uh, and you got to win on the field. And so he has to do a really good job of evaluating and be open to every aspect of the things that he uncovers. And so what would be the off-season program, the strength program, where they're recruiting, who they're recruiting, uh, schematics. Uh, there, there's a lot to look at there and to un- unpile. Uh, Coach Jones is very experienced, uh, but overall a disappointing season. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they go into the fourth quarter, 2019, with – the number one team in the conference, and uh, you know, one play that just always to show you how how fragile I think that football mm. team was. Well, and UAPB, let's go to them. Uh, that's a great way to finish the season. It's a disappointing year, but to to finish with a uh, with a win that that that's got to be big or a huge positive. Oh, very nice way to finish. Uh, really unexpected. Nineteen fourteen on the road against Alabama State. Uh, Kayvon Britton. Had, I believe, 28 carries, 160 yards, averaged almost six yards a carry, three touchdowns. Uh, looking back at that game, they won that game. They got out. Uh, total offense was 2-1 to one in favor of Alabama State, but they won the turnover battle, Wes, 4-1. to one. Uh, And when that happens, typically good things happen for your team. A nice way to finish. Now they circle the wagons. They'll have new leadership in place. And uh, I look for them to, uh, you know, inject a, you know some fresh blood into the UAPB program, but a nice way to finish. I want to talk some high school football. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at the championship games. we got five state title games this week and then uh, four semifinal games in uh, uh, classifications of 4A and 3A. We'll talk some high school football with Coach Conk next. Stick around. This is The Zone. We've got Clint Conk hanging out with us, hanging over for another segment so we can talk some high school football. Coach, I want, let's just work our way. First game, eight-man. Rector is playing a little bit in Izzard County. Uh, maybe a little bit of a, uh upset there. I think um, uh, maybe some other uh, teams were thinking they had a chance for a state championship. Yeah, that game's Thursday night. That kind of gets your whistle wet. Uh, I believe that game's Thursday yeah. night. Izzard County certainly has been a little bit of a surprise. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this their first year in eight-man football? I think it might be. But anyway, um yeah, congratulations to those two teams. They'll get a kicked off uh, championship weekend on on Thursday night. Uh, yeah. Izzard County versus Rector. Then we got the two way uh, game, coach, on noon on Friday. I think that is awesome, and it's Hazen and Carlisle, ten miles apart. They're coming to Little Rock, playing for the second time, conference uh, foes. And I, I looked at it yesterday. Hazen has beaten ten teams by forty points or more. The closest game they played all year. Was against Carlisle. Yeah, eight point game. That's right. That's right. Uh, I believe Hazen played either half of that game or the entire game without their quarterback. Uh, obviously, I think he's back. Um, ought to be a great matchup. They'll empty those two towns into into War Memorial Stadium. 
Uh, I like Hazen in that game. I've kind of liked them all year. Uh, I think they may be a team of destiny, but, uh, hey, when you get to the show, you, you always have a shot. So uh, congratulations to both of those teams coming out of the same district. That'll be a theme as we move forward here a little bit. I'm fairly certain Hazen has never won a state title, by the way. I think that's right. I think that's right. And uh, they've been number one or, or number two in the state all year. So uh, see if they can hold serve. I think they were number one in our poll all year long. I think. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Desark early on and Desark lost early and then Hazen sorry, Christian. And then uh Hazen jumped in there. But if they haven't been number one for the entire season, uh they've been number one for uh nine tenths of the season, uh, I'm pretty sure. I was pulling up uh, on fearlessfriday.com right now, the Hazen uh, homepage. Yeah, no state championship listed for Hazen, so an opportunity to get there first. All right, and then uh, Friday night, 6.30, we got the 7A state championship game between Bryant and Bentonville. I thought Cabot may get in there. In fact, they scored late in the fourth quarter and had the lead, but Bentonville kicked a field goal late in the game to advance to the state championship game. Bryant looking for a fifth straight state title. Coach, what do you see in this game? Remember, I told you don't 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 sleep on Bentonville at the end, and uh, I think you had left them out of your final four or your final two. But uh, give those guys credit. Cabot had a great year this year. Uh, just you know, going on the road, uh, playing in that environment, that tradition. Uh, congratulations to Bentonville, but Buck James got it going at, at Bryant. Um, you know, beat beat Conway uh, 42-21. Wasn't really that close. Uh, I look for them to. Uh, to get their fifth straight title. Uh, they've just got a, a well-oiled machine down in, in Bryant, and uh, they got to play the game, and, and Bentonville will come with a purpose and, and, and with, a, uh, with intentions, but uh, I just think it's too much Bryant, and I look for them to repeat again for the fifth straight year. I added it up for the first three quarters of a game, and you know Bryant Mercy ruled so many teams, and they play their backups in the fourth quarter, but the first three quarters of a game, they're giving up uh, just over seven points a game. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've got great participation. Now they've got great tradition, awesome facilities. Um, you know, when they play at home, they, they, they haven't lost there in a long time. And uh, I just think Coach James uh, and that staff, one of my former players, Quad Sanders, is on staff there. and uh, They just do a super job in all three phases of the game. and uh, They've got that machine rolling. And uh, Bentonville, again, will come in confident and uh, with tradition. Uh, but I think it's going to be too much, Brian. 5A game Saturday at noon. It's Parkview and Shallow Christian. I went out to Joe T. Robinson and saw the first half of Parkview and, and Joe T. Robinson. And at Parkview defense, speaking of defense, it's really good too. But then they got three running backs. They got a couple of explosive wide receivers. Shiloh has Eli Wisdom. They got Bo Williams, a running back. Uh, I think this game is going to be a lot of fun, Coach. A lot of, a lot of points probably be scored in this game. Uh, uh, if the weather is conducive for that. But uh, Parkview may be a, a team of destiny this year, Wes. Uh, uh, they've surprised me, I know, in a couple of games. And uh, they, they, they've got a great coaching staff and, uh, I mean, excellent athletes. And you mentioned all those guys. Uh, Shiloh can score some points. Uh, maybe a, too, a few too many athletes on the field. We'll see. Uh, but Parkview might be a team of destiny. So uh, Little Rock may get that state championship uh, before it's all said and done. I look for Parkview to pull that upset. I don't know if it's an upset. I I I, I had Parkview favored. At this point, you're right. It's not an upset. Yeah. But, but I mean, uh, 
I'll Silo's take, been there many, many times. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Over the years. Well, and they're moving up to 5A. Parkview moved down from 6A. But Parkview was number one in the state until they lost to Bryant and North Little Rock. And the voters, for some reason, punished them and moved them to number two. So I'm like, <laughs> and they play Bryant well, closer great, than anybody this year, by the way. <laughs> well, they've got a great coaching staff. Yeah. They've got outstanding football players. And they're building something special there at Parkview. And, uh, uh, again, I just think they may have a few too many athletes. If they can get a few stops uh, to, to beat Shiloh and, and, and bring a state championship to Little Rock. First uh, for LRSD since 2004, if they win. Uh, and we'll have Brad Bolding on the show at 1230 today, by the way. All right, final game this weekend, uh, the 6A state championship, a rematch, PA and Greenwood out of the 6A West. Yeah, uh, what a what, what a great season uh, Little Rock Catholic had. Just uh, too much PA, uh, very good game. Uh, but uh, Coach Lucas and Pulaski Academy, they're they're back uh, in the state championship game along with Greenwood. Both programs, great tradition, uh, great football players, great coaching. Uh, they play in Little Rock this time, not in Greenwood. Mm-hmm. So uh, this ought to be maybe the best game. Uh, on the schedule uh, for Friday. And, uh, well, going to be pulling for PA, but, you know, Greenwood, it's hard. I will say this, it's hard to beat a good team twice in the same season. And Greenwood will have to do that to win the state championship. 33-28 was the score in Greenwood, and uh, that's a tough place to play, a tough place to win. I think they haven't lost a home game in five years, but like you said, this one's at War Memorial. All right, 4A, real quick, Coach, before we get out of here, Arkadelphia at Harding Academy. That's going to be an awesome game. But also, Malvern is hosting Nashville. Three of the four teams left in 4A from the 7-4A. What do you see? Who do you see playing for a state title? That's going to be tough. First of all, Nashville's kind of been the surprise team. I think they were the three seed coming out of the 7-4A. Uh, Arkadelphia's been number one all year. Harding's been right there. Uh, honestly, I think the state championship will be decided in the Arkadelphia-Harding Academy game, and that's mm-hmm. not to take anything away from Nashville and Malvern. I just think the two best teams mm-hmm. uh, on paper Arkadelphia and Harding Academy, and give my McGee Owls some credit. They played Harding really, really close. Just too much, too many athletes. Just you know, too much depth. Uh, I think Arkadelphia. I, I think the physicality of Arkadelphia uh, may, may bode them well to get back to the state championship game. Thank you, Coach. Talk to you later. Hey, thanks, Wes. Y'all have a great week.